I've forgotten what to say, so I'm just going to say, hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod. You are listening to it. Get it in your ears and enjoy it. We made it to episode two. How about that? To be, terrible twos. To be fair, we haven't released episode one yet, so... <laughs> they don't know this. It's not like we got booed out of town for a horrible first episode, but... Not yet, anyway. Yeah, but let's pretend that... Making it to episode two is a huge accomplishment beyond actually just bothering to do it. Just having a, a, a plan and sticking to it. Yeah. Really. Which, look, it might not have happened because we were meant to record on Saturday, but it was cold and rainy and I was sad and it didn't happen. And then I had to go to a wrestling show. Yeah. Which was cold, but not sad. Yeah. But we're here now. It's Monday night where we are. It's cold still and rainy, but we're inside with the heater on. We've got our three-legged cat son next to us. We've eaten dinner. We have. We've got ice cream waiting for us as a reward for actually doing this. Is this the Domestic Bliss podcast? It really is. Welcome to Domestic Bliss, a podcast within a podcast. Oh, hello. So, Sam. Yes, that's me. And Emma. (laughs) That's me. Sam, what were your thoughts listening back to your editing episode one? You know what? We're hilarious. Yeah. We're really funny. Yeah. We're probably the funniest. Yeah. Just in general. You know, Ricky Gervais, nah, not not at all. What's another funny person? Um, John Mulaney, he's a guy. He is. He's quite funny, but not as funny as us. Yep, yep. Burt Reynolds hilarious yeah he's actually funny i don't know um this is all to say that your mum she's pretty funny she is very funny my mum's unintentionally funny (laughs) she doesn't mean to be funny but we laugh at her anyway hey shout out to sam's mum we love you sure so anyway i agree that we are very funny i was listening back to the episode once you'd recorded it not recorded (laughs) once you'd edited it i had a listen at work and i can honestly say i forgot that i was listening to us and i was like i kind of like these people (laughs) they're they're funny they're friendly they've got a good rapport going and then i was like oh yeah that's us yeah so i can confirm good rapport yeah i must admit i didn't realize how much of an aussie twang or a drawl i have to my voice so that was a bit upsetting but in terms of actual voice i think it's a mumble that we have us us australians we've got a bit of a mumble see to me turn your volume up when you're listening to this on headphones to me it's not so much a mumble it's just that classic thing of like aussie accents are characterized by like the tongue just sort of sits at the bottom of your mouth. It's like, ah, how, how you gone? Like, yeah. But anyway, so I wasn't as bewildered. That's your real voice, by the way. Yeah, I'm actually just putting on this slightly less twangy one for the listeners. Good thing you're the most hilarious. Exactly. this relationship wouldn't have legs. Exactly. So. How was your week? Let's, let me ask, how was your week? Who, me? 
or yeah, <laughs> or our listeners will just hang on. Hey, hey, you, how was your week? And now we'll just like pause and give them some time to answer. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. I feel ashamed for you. You should cover yourself. <laughs> hey. No, I. you do you, man. You live your life. It sounds like you had an amazing week. Don't listen to Sam. I saw a woman pushing a pram down our street the other day mm-hmm. when, when I was going to get flowers for our friend. Yes. And I thought, she's a little bit old, so maybe it's her grandchild. Nope, she was pushing a backpack in her pram. A backpack? <laughs> Wasn't there anything in the backpack? Well, I, the backpack was closed. How would I know? I, I, it could have been, like, slightly unzipped. No. But, I, I look, I think that she knows what she's doing. She obviously thinks, I need to carry stuff, but this backpack's too heavy. So I, I'm going to push it in a pram that I somehow have, which she probably had for her dog or her cat. Fair. I've seen an individual on a train before with a cat in a pram and look to be fair she were you looking in a mirror on the train i was not because i haven't found a pram that would be comfortable enough for boss fair boss being our son for those of you playing at home and he is a cat um so look in reality this woman was she was living in unfortunate circumstances i imagine but at the same time like cat in a pram like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, why if, not? if I could still get pushed around a pram, like. Oh, I, my, one of my greatest goals and dreams in life is to just be held like a child by a giant person. <laughs> I don't care if it's a man or a woman, a giant person. I'm, well, I'm six foot, so they would need to be at least six, eight, six, nine, and very strong. I'm looking at maybe someone like, I'm going back to wrestling right now, someone like a Braun Strowman or an Undertaker. They're very big and very strong. I just want to be, I want to be cradled. I want to be cradled. I can understand that. Yeah. I don't, I know the Undertaker by name. I don't know anything otherwise, but. Well, he, you know, he has a day job. Being an Undertaker. Really? Is he actually an Undertaker? No. Ah, oh. well. I've just lost interest completely. <laughs> in his in his early days, he actually did do like part of his gimmick was he would actually do some sort of you know grave work. But anyway, this isn't a wrestling podcast. It is not. It is a relationship podcast, as we've established. It's a podcast where I reveal that Coca Cola has an energy drink now. Okay. Yeah, I got I, a guy at work was drinking one today. And I was like, Coke has an energy drink? And he's like, yeah. And he op- and I was like, how is it? And he opens it up, takes literally the smallest sip and goes, "Yeah, you want some? I was like, yeah, right. So I tried it. I was like, yeah. Just, cool. tastes, just tastes like zero, zero Coke, Coke Zero. And it didn't make me feel energized. Well, there you have it, folks. Don't bother with the Coke energy drink, apparently. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, this isn't a Coke podcast, <laughs> this isn't a relationship podcast, it isn't a wrestling podcast. I've gotten all of my weird out, we can we can get on to business now. We've asked you all how your week was, so that was nice, and I think now that we've gotten all the housekeeping out of the way, uh, there was one, bleh, one t- part of housekeeping to do with Fearless Records. We should note that 2019 actually marks Fearless Records' 25th anniversary, so 
I feel like it would be remiss of us to not say happy birthday, Phyllis. What is it? In America, you can now rent a car? Yeah. At 25? I don't know what the car rental system is like over here, because I've never rented a car over here, except for in New Zealand, I've rented a car. Yeah. But I was over the age of 25, so... And this is also not a car rental podcast. No. No. <laughs> granted, no. So, yeah, look, 25 years, that's pretty good. Quarter of a century, man. Hell yeah. Yep. And in, yes, another reminder of what we've gotten ourselves into, we have Punk Goes Acoustic Volume 3 is due out July 26th, which will make it... I think, 19 Punk Goes compilations Didn't now. Didn't they also announce it on their MySpace page? I think yeah, so. I didn't realise that was still a thing. We should set up a MySpace page for this podcast. I think we'll, we can take this conversation offline. <laughs> All right. Um, so, in terms of Punk Goes Acoustic, we disagree as to whether or not we should be including it as part of the series. See, I think that it should be, we should talk about it because I remember when it, when the first one came out and it was kind of popular. Like in my high school, like the people that listened to this kind of music, it was fairly popular. And I feel like it goes back far enough that if we have any purists, yeah. any people that have listened to all of these albums and love all these albums, we're going to be asked, where are the acoustics? Now, granted, on the acoustic albums, it's bands doing acoustic covers of their own songs. So I'm saying we do them, but we treat them like mini episodes. Yeah. It's like a 30-minute long episode. We talk about the cover. Maybe we know the Maybe we know the song. Maybe we know the band. Who knows? I know the band next week. Yep. So, you know. I... Apparently don't take as much note of our infrastructure behind this because I don't know who's coming up next week, but that can be a nice little surprise for me. We will know. We'll get to it at the end. <clears throat> That's fair. Sorry, I just had to clear my throat then. Let me clear my throat. Um, so, yeah, look, n- when you put it that way, it makes sense. Like, Did I make a concise and clear argument? I wouldn't say concise, but clear, yes. Okay. So, I guess to me, I was a little bit PO'd at the idea of talking about... More songs. <laughs> yeah, that. But also, like, the acoustic versions of a band's own songs. It's not as exciting as talking about them covering a song that is otherwise somewhat well-known by however many people. But in saying that, like... Yeah, there are some songs from your favourite bands, you just being a general thing, where you do prefer the acoustic version. For instance, in the new upcoming third album, there will be a Taking Back Sunday song, which is one of your favourites. Yes. So. The band, he's saying. Yes. I don't even know what song it is, so. No, neither do I. I was going to say, he can't mansplain my favourite band and their song back to me, but he did not. No. So, I I know next to nothing about Taking Back Sunday, except I remember a kid telling me in high school he was literally like, they're the heaviest band in the world. I mean, as far as, what, 15, 14, 15 year old me was concerned, they were. Wow. Yeah. I also got told once that Thursday was the heaviest band in the world. Yeah. 
obviously these people have never heard of like death metal they have not no I was trying I was desperately trying to come up with something funny then but it just nothing was coming to my mind so that's because the obvious answer gatekeepers aren't funny hey (laughs) I have a gate and it is funny but anyway so in terms of punk goes acoustic I agree now we will include them. They'll probably be mini episodes because it'll be a holiday for us. It'll be we'll, we'll get them done really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So and yes, yeah. So yes, we will go go with it, and we've got to do the whole catalog. So punk goes acoustic. Yay! Yeah, look, if if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. So you guys are just gonna have to come along for the ride. I shouldn't say punk go. I shouldn't say punk goes acoustic. Yay! This is a democracy. We both have to agree. But it sounds like we both. Agree. I just said I agree. Yeah, no, no. I'm. I'm just. I'm coming back to me saying that I'm. I'm not making the decisions for you. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm correcting myself. Okay. I'm the arsehole. <laughs> and in terms of new editions of punk goes. I don't even know where I read or heard it. I could have sworn there was a Punk Goes Pop Volume 8 on the way, but apparently not. So I, in our show notes, just have Mandela Effect? or Yeah, Mandela Effect. So what's that? So that is that thing where... I'm not explaining it very well, but there's a bunch of people in the world who believe that Nelson Mandela... Is Nelson... Nelson... Is Nelson Mandela still alive now? No. No, he's not. But there are people who believed he had died, like, years and years before he actually did. Okay. And it's that thing where it's sort of like, but I could have sworn it was this. Like, the Berenstein Bears, how it's actually spelled, the Berenstein. Berenstein, Berenstein. Berenstein. Yeah. The Berenstein Bears, like... So it's that phenomenon where more than one person has a different version of reality, but there's no sort of real way of putting it. Look at that. Tripping through space and time on Punk Goes Pod. Yeah. All because I made up in my head a Punk Goes? Well, no, because I was told by our friend Richard that there was a new Punk Goes Pop album coming out this year as well. Well, now you've put Richard on blast and he'll probably stop listening to this podcast. Is he even listening to begin with? I certainly hope so. He's hoping to guest on it. Well, that's true. He'll listen to that episode. So, sorry, Richard, for my partner just shamelessly lambasting you. I know. (laughs) I'm challenging him. I can't help but feel as if this episode is fast going off the rails. So the last point I wanted to note in terms of Fearless Records slash Punk Goes updates was when I was trying to find this elusive Punk Goes Pop 8, I realised that Wikipedia have, like, very obvious quote marks around the term punk rock bands, and that just tickled me. (laughs) I just noted that with a cry laughing emoji so make of that what you will (laughs) anyway today our episode episode two the sophomore slump episode possibly it is concerned with one of my favorite artists taylor swift and we are looking at her song you belong with me
Now, your favourite. My favourite. One of your one of your favourites. Yes, I am wearing my Taylor Swift hoodie. Oh yeah, you are. I have been reading up on all things Taylor today, but we'll get to that eventually. I love Taylor Swift. It's no secret. It's one of those things that my colleagues know about me at work. It's one of those things that... It, it's just one of those things that is known about me. Yeah, you're very unashamedly Taylor Swift. And why should you? Yeah. Why, I mean, I, I, you know, there's no secret that I don't particularly have any love for Taylor Swift. But in saying that, I also listen to horrendous music. So I, I'm the last person to judge what another person listens to. Literally, I listen to a band called Horrendous. So, Well, there you go. I think I, I distinctly remember when Red came out back in... Oh, I should know this again, but I think like 2013, 2014, thereabouts. I definitely bought that for shits and giggles. I knew that there was at least one half-decent single on it, and then I put it on, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it all just sort of spiralled from there. I remember back in year 10, I did work experience at a record store, as you might say in the US, or just a CD shop. A country town CD shop. Leading Edge Records and Shepparton, RIP, and... I remember, yeah, there was this very pleasant sort of country music playing, and I think I knew at the time it was Taylor Swift, but I didn't pay it much mind. But then, yeah, following me falling madly in love with Red, and I went back and listened to her back catalogue, and there it was, that same music I had enjoyed all, all those years ago. And, yeah, it's it's been interesting just keeping up with her different musical paths over the last few years sticking around when there was the whole media blackout around the reputation era. Like, it's just a lot of drama, a lot of possibly, like, regrettable choices on a lot of people's parts, but it's it's all part of the fun. Now, would I be right in... I'm, I'm not going to say her life is 100% private. We know who she's dating at what time. Yeah. But the fact that we're only in 2019 and we're only now getting to know what her politics are, mm. does it kind of indicate that maybe she has found a way to keep parts of her life to herself? I guess so. I guess it's, like, where it matters, I suppose. She's always been intensely private. Like, she's very good at curating the image of Taylor that is put out to the audience. Um, there are times where it, there are times where that effort can backfire somewhat because it comes across as very false at times, very yeah. ingenuine. Um, I think that's the right word. Not disingenuous. Thank no, disingenuous. Disingenuous. Ungenuine. Ingen. I think ingenuine. Genuine. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. 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 Um. So. Yeah, I think she's just very good at only putting out what she wants people to see. And who can blame her? Like, if I were. Absolutely. And yeah, like, that's not me 
getting down your throat about Taylor Swift. But like, no, I'm, I'm, I asked you the question. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You know. There's a lot of hedging going on in this episode. There's no. That's not a personal attack. Like I. I and I, that's that's almost an enviable position that I feel that, that she would be in for her and a lot of other celebrities. Oh God, yeah. I feel like a lot of other celebrities would be like, "Fuck, how do you keep it so that like things are kept that privately?" Yeah. So. Does that answer your question? I have somewhat forgotten how it was worded. Because I was yeah, too you, busy you, talking about my girl to remember. Well, I asked you what her favourite food is and you came out about, you know, politics. and Not politics, about privacy. And that yes. Sort of yeah. There was definitely a patch where I was sort of enjoying her at arm's length because she very much fit the mould of someone who would benefit from being a staunch Republican. Well, I mean, to look at where her beginnings were, it was in country music. Yeah. And, oh, and, and yeah. like, country music, I get, like, we're not fans of country music. No. You know, you like, like... I enjoy it, but I'm not very well versed in it. Yeah. But, like, you enjoy Taylor Swift, I enjoy Johnny Cash, and that's, you know, I mean, mm. that's that's as far as I really go with country music. Yeah. Um, we're not We're not really into it, but what we see is we do see a lot of, you know people leaning far 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 right yeah um and but we're looking from the outside in and i feel like there's also people who are you know on the left that are you know in the scene as well so i don't know yeah so you belong with me taylor swift the song was released in 2008 it's from her album speak now which is amazing it charted amazingly as you can expect uh, it charted at number one in the United States and number two at times in the United States on various charts. Canada, it was all like it, the Canadians loved it. Apparently. That's because Canadians are amazing. They're just too nice to to not make stuff number one. I feel like everything is number one there because yeah, they, they're just too nice. Yeah, they just sort of give every like that's like you released a song, eh? Good, good on you. <gasps> you can go to number one for that. <laughs> And that's my Canadian accent. That's adorable. Um, so, yeah, look, killed it on those charts. Australia, New Zealand, she registered at number five, which is pretty good. Like, top I five. mean, for what, second album? Yeah. Probably the first songs that were coming over here, properly. Second album? I believe it was her second album. Ah, I thought it might have been the third. Anyway. According to Wikipedia. Ah, well, there you go. I need to hand in my Taylor Swift card now. I'll wear your hoodie. But I'm wearing it. Um, so the song was a hit, both numerically in terms of chart position, also in terms of pop culture. It's it went just platinum like seven times, I think. Oof. You know more about seven like... times platinum. Why? Well, I did research. This is true. I feel like and I'm... my research was more recent. Yes. Mine is more... From the heart. And based on opinion. Yeah. So she's always... She, a million times platinum. Yes, in my heart. And So yeah, the song, huge. One of those ones that I think everyone somewhat... Oh, everyone, very generally speaking, but like... You can sort of say, hey, Taylor Swift, and they're like, oh, didn't she sing that one song, You Belong With Me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's very much like a mainstay, I suppose, in pop culture. The 
music video itself was very iconic. It was Taylor playing both the good girl and the, quote, bad girl, unquote, in high school. Yep. Um, she is trying to win the affections of the boy who lives next door and they share cute little handwritten notes on bits of paper through the window, like, you okay? And It's very reminiscent of a 2000s teen rom-com uh, called Whatever It Takes. And oh, I believe yeah. that was the debut of one James Franco. Jimmy Franco. Well, there you go. Yeah. And then he would later on have a little brother that was better than him. Yes. Baby Franco is the superior Franco. Yes. Otherwise known as Dave. Dave. He's not David, is he? Not David his... Franco. I think it's just Dave. Dave. Davo. Davo Franco. But this is also not a Franco podcast. No, thank God. So, yeah, iconic music video. Um, the Are You Okay holding up a sign to a window thing spawned a little, I guess, sub. It was a meme. Yeah, it was a meme for a while. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to say it more eloquently, but here we are. So, it was a meme. Meme? That's eloquent. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then the video itself is still very much a mainstay of like concert going costumes. Um, you'll see a lot of Tay Tay fans going to concerts wearing their own version of the Junior Jewels t shirt and the dorky glasses and all that kind of cute stuff. And then the costume itself was referenced again in the Look What You Made Me Do video from the Reputation era. And all the names that were written across it were updated to have Taylor's real friends. So you've got your Blake Livelys, you had your Carla... Carla Delevingne? Cara Delevingne. All these people that she is tight with. Um, And then, of course, the video also is a bit of a... Um, how would you put it? I guess a bit of a blessing and a curse because it also spawned the infamous stoush between her and Kanye West. Mm. Do you want to talk on that, seeing as you did the research to it? So, the year was 2009. I haven't given you my full thoughts. I haven't given you my thoughts on the song or the video yet, but we'll, we'll talk about this and then I'll backtrack to what I think. But the year was 2009. The Music Television Awards had their film video awards and Taylor Swift won the award for, I believe it was best female, mm-hmm. best female artist, best female video. Best I think female it was video. I best think. female video. So she won the, the, the award for best female video for You Belong With Me. And while she's up there, just about ready to start her acceptance speech, Kanye West storms the stage and grabs the microphone off her and tells her, famously... Yo, Taylor. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. So, she beat out Beyonce. Now, the song that... that that uh, was in contention. The great, the 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 so-called greatest video of all time was Beyonce's "All the Single Ladies." That's the song, isn't it? Uh, single Ladies, 
and then parentheses, put a ring on it. Yes. Yes. Now, this video clip is, if I recall correctly, I don't remember it that well because it was 2009. It's her and two other girls dancing and the filter is black and white. Yeah. And look, it's... It's good. It's, it's fun. A good... It's clever. But how does three women dancing qualify as the greatest video of all time? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Was he was he more just trying to make a statement? Was he just... Was he trying to get more... F- I don't know. He was, it was 2009. He was already blown up. Yeah. You know, did he just think that there was an injustice towards Beyonce? Because I look at that film clip and go, it's kind of boring. Not boring. It's fine. I think that's it. It's fine. Yeah. And look, like, You Belong With Me isn't a cinematic masterpiece. It's fun. Yeah. But to me, between the two... There's more going on with You Belong yeah. With Me. To me, it was deserving. And there's a lot of... You could break it down any number of ways. You could look at all the intersectional elements of what's going on and you could put... However many... The the blonde white lady beat out the black woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it... Whichever way you slice it, it looks a bit icky from the outside. But in saying that... And Beyonce would have better videos after that. The whole lemonade thing was was incredible. Yeah. So, it's, it's an icky situation, but ultimately, that was Taylor's moment. It got stolen away from her. To be fair, she milked the shit out of it and continues to make allusions to it to this day, but I am also a petty kind of person. I would probably do the same, let's be real. I kind of like it. I kind of feel like she's sort of... If she's sticking her middle finger up at Kanye, then all the more power to her, really. Like, yeah. if, if it's like, haha, like, yeah, you thought you were going to embarrass me, but, you, like, I'm famous, so... yeah. And probably more people like her now than him, so. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's it's a rich tapestry. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that. So amazing video, amazing song, won heaps of awards and whatnot. But then it also, I guess, spawned this really dark streak that's run through her career up until literally literally the last 24 hours or so which i have been reading up on today um only slightly related to kanye but as of right now taylor swift no longer owns the rights to the masters for this song for speak now for all six of her past albums this sucks yeah so, long, 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 long story short, um, Scooter Braun, who is best known as being a representative for the likes of Justin Bieber, he was a huge name in getting Justin to the level he's at today, uh, he also represents Ariana Grande, Carly Rae Jepsen, among others, he and his company... Uh, Ithaca Holdings acquired Big Machine Label Group, which was, of course, the record label that Taylor began her career on. And as a result, he now owns the masters of all of Taylor's work 
up until when she left BMR in November 2018 to move to Republic, which is a subsidiary of Universal Music Group. Um, as you can imagine, Taylor's not impressed by this. She did a very Taylor sort of move, a big letter online, basically slamming Scooter for being a bully, for being a horrible person, um, expressing her, I guess, disgust at the BMR founder, uh, what's his name, Scott Borchetta, Borchetta, I don't know, I like to think it rhymes with La Borchetta, which is a pasta chain over here in Australia, but anyway, um, yeah, basically just... As Taylor puts it, essentially, my musical legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who tried to dismantle it. So, without the full details of what he said and done, what he done, what he said and did, she's pissed. And to me, rightfully so. Um, Absolutely. But, of course, there's also been the other side of the story. So, coming from the Borchetta slash brawn camp where they make the point that taylor's father scott swift uh is a shareholder of big machine records to what extent i don't really know but there's the allegation that he knew of the deal and didn't tell taylor but ultimately like she should have known or she probably did know ahead of time as opposed to her i am just waking up to this news along with the rest of you opener to her letter um but then there's also to counter that point there's word floating around that scott swift wouldn't have been involved in the meeting or a meeting surrounding said deal because There were pretty heavy, like, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements around it. It would have been a conflict of interest for him to know and then go and tell his daughter. He would have been breaking some sort of business ethics or possibly even laws, I guess. I guess. In terms of, like, it would be essentially insider trading, I guess, if he gave her a heads up. Oh, yeah. In a very, very vague and allegedly, alleged sense. I'm just going to pepper allegedly in here so we don't get sued. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically a shit situation. Um, Scooter, actually, no, not Scooter. Uh, Scott Borchetta uh, made the point that Taylor was offered a deal in which she could have her masters, but the deal itself would have required that she earn back her albums one album at a time as she released a new album. So... That's, like, even just... That's just... That's just... Yeah. Like, fuck that. It just feels dirty. And she, like... Yeah. And... Like... Ugh. Why? Like, why would you... Money. <laughs> and then, like, she... Knew that entering into that de- deal would... Like, her masters would just get sold to someone else. She didn't realise it was going to be Scooter. And that's the whole crux of this is that she has bad blood with Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta knew this but still sold off her masters which look business doesn't account for feelings like that no um 
you have to be kind of heartless if you're gonna if you want to make money yeah and so entertainment business but yeah like even in today's letter taylor still brought up the snapchat video of taylor agreeing to some not so flattering lyrics about her in kanye's song famous and then of course he released the music video for famous which includes a wax figure of taylor's naked body which she and rightfully in my opinion said today in her letter about this whole debacle that it's revenge porn and yeah but it's just like revenge on what like what did she actually fucking do to him like and this is the whole thing is like that back and forth like he stormed her acceptance speech she wrote a song about him called innocent which is very patronizing to be fair it's all like yeah but but like what how dare she fucking be mad about him stealing her like essentially one of her first really big moments yeah one of her first really big moments how what, how dare she be mad about that? I'm Kanye West. I'm, I can fucking do what I want, and that's kind of the attitude he's always had. He's, he's Kanye West. He can do what the fuck he wants. But so obviously, this has been a very thorough and informative um, so this- synopsis of the whole Taylor Swift master rights. Does thing. that mean that now? Um, because she's not with the that label, mm-hmm. she can she will own the music, or someone else owns the music now, or so her, her new music, her everything new, else that she releases now. I'm not sure what the details are with her new deal, but I suppose that her upcoming album Lover, which is out on the 23rd of August, I'm very excited. She probably. Well, I suspect she owns, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, she owns that music to the same extent that she would have owned her other stuff when she was on Big Machine Records, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I guess depending on what the actual terms of her contract are. But I also have no idea. But, yeah, I guess the fact of the matter is that her entire back catalogue does not belong to her anymore fully. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. No, it's just, it does. It's that I'm sure that she woke up and felt like getting kicked in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. if anything, she is very passionate about her music. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a very passionate person about her music. And, yeah, to not be able to own that would be like losing something, losing a part of yourself to be cheesy. But anyway, my love, we are <laughs> 42 minutes in mm. and we've... Not really spoken about the song yet. Well, before we do, we should have a quick word from our sponsors. Okay. We have sponsors? <laughs> no, just kidding. We don't have any. <laughs> All right. Hook us up with some sponsors. Someone, please. So, the song itself, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, seeing as I spent, like, however long on my Taylor Swift diatribe, hashtag we stand with Taylor. Um, you're, you're free to, girl. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a cute song. Some of the lyrics are a bit, like, nice girly, sort of, like, oh, but, um... It's very, if you tr- if you troll through Reddit, it's very much like the subreddit, not like other girls. Yeah. Which is girls going, trying to basically buck the trend of what's supposed to be accepted of girls and say, but I'm not like that. Yeah, it's that whole thing of trying to establish yourself by othering other girls or making yourself... Like you said, like superior. Like. Yeah, I remember seeing this thing, and it was, it was just. I think it was just a meme or something, and it was like 
to all the little girls out there, don't be a Kardashian, be a Bonham Carter, be mm-hmm. a Helena Bonham Carter. But that in, the, in, in itself is telling you to conform to something. Exactly. That in, that in itself is saying, be this, be this, because it, it's it's my idea, because it's because she's kind of kooky and she's mm-hmm. kind of weird and she doesn't have a sex tape. It's, yeah. Like, in a world full of Kardashians, like, be whoever the fuck you want to be. Like, if you want to be a Kardashian, be a Kardashian. Who gives a shit? Just don't leak recordings of phone calls. Yeah. Because that's not nice. But, like, yeah, it's that... And look, to be fair, I probably did this when I was an emo kid. I'm like, oh, but all these fucking preps and their short skirts and God knows what else. But then I also grew up and I realised that that's really problematic and shitty and women should support one another. Um, and look, to, 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 to Taylor's credit, she has also grown up. She has also yes. noted that Songs of hers like Better Than Revenge, where she slut shames someone for sleeping with a guy. Like, she has, yeah, I, I believe she's come out and said, yeah, that's not cool. The same way that Hayley Williams came out about Misery Business and said, yeah, we don't perform that anymore because it's Provo. Um, I'll need to re-listen to that and decide what's problematic about well, I won't decide, but like, what to me seems problematic about that. But this isn't a Misery Business podcast. This is... It should be. No. It shouldn't be. What? How? How would that work? How would we do one song? Welcome to Misery Podness. Uh, That's perfect. Parapod. Podmore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a project for me to do on my own <laughs> another time. So stay tuned, listeners, for your your source of misery business and. Every which way. Don't worry, I'll pretend to teach her how to record, but really she'll just be talking into an empty microphone. <laughs> It'll be the creed thoughts of <laughs> podcasting. Anyway, so, look, a bit problematic. She wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I bet that the girl who's wearing short skirts isn't giving any shits about what you're doing or saying or wearing, so just live your life and ignore Leave everyone alone. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I love you. Yes. And this isn't a personal attack. You know, I don't, I'm not that fond of her. Mm. And I'm really not fond of this song. I don't like it. I don't think there's anything, it's very, it feels very safe. It feels like a very safe song that takes zero risks at a time when you should be taking risks in your career. But... I'm just some schmuck sitting in a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> I was about to say, like she, like she started off when she was what, like fourteen, fifteen, yeah. like yeah, and that's that's how the lyrics <laughs> that's how the lyrics come off as it comes off as something she wrote in her diary when she was fourteen, but she was recording this at what twenty? Yeah, like it's it smacks of a little bit of immaturity. <laughs> I, again, you said it like. I just don't... I don't get what makes you perfect for this person besides you both wear jeans and he doesn't like his his current girlfriend. And they share the same sense of humour, which we don't get any clues as to what that entails. I think she said... She was like, Jesus walks into a bar, into a hotel, throws a couple nails on the counter and says, can you put me up for the evening? And he was like, girl, I'm Episcopalian. 
So hang on, did Taylor say that or did no, the other girl that's, say that? That's, well, that's the joke. Well, she doesn't get your humour like I do. So who's yeah. the... Sh- so he's making the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but she was like, well, I like this guy, so I'll pretend to like his humour. Mm. Yeah. It's just that classic thing of like the friend zone. Like, oh, but we're so perfect. It's like, if you were perfect for him, he would have told you. Yeah. And look, again, I used to fall victim to this thinking and it's really fucked and I'm glad I don't think like that anymore and that I grew up. See, boys and girls, pull up a stool, pull up a chair, get comfortable. Let me just tell you, the friend zone doesn't exist. There is no such thing as the friend zone. I believe that manipulation can happen. And absolutely, absolutely people can get manipulated, but the friend zone doesn't exist. Like you shouldn't be friends with someone with the sole purpose of, well, maybe in the end she will finally realize that she loves me and we'll get together and, and she'll have sex with me because that's pretty much what it comes down to is loneliness and horniness. Yeah. It's the friend zone. Don't kid yourself. If she wanted to be with you, if he wanted to be with you, they would, they would realize that. It doesn't take you two years to figure that shit out. Where's the two years coming from? Oh, I don't know. I'm just uh, <laughs> plucking a number out of my head. She probably, Taylor, like, Taylor Swift probably, not the real Taylor Swift, but the Taylor Swift in the, in the song was probably after this guy for two years. Three yeah. years, watching him from his window. I just, it, it doesn't feel creative to me compared to, like, other artists who have come out younger than her. Like Billie Eilish, like Lord, the Helena Bonham Carters, oh, perhaps. Oh, the Helena Bonham Carters. The, <laughs> the Kiwi, the Kiwi metal band Alien Weaponry. They're all they're all much younger than she was when she when she wrote this, and they were all like the songs that they wrote were all vastly more creative. Now, yes, she matured and things got better. Like her, she got better, obviously got better musically, obviously got better lyrically. Mm. You know, we're not disputing her her like her advancement through the years. She got better. I just think that I don't like this. Doesn't blow me away. This I'm not going. Wow, this is an amazing song. It's very cute. It's very safe. It's very radio friendly. I guess that's the thing. Like, it does what it says on the box. Yeah, whoever was recording this for her knew all the boxes to tick to make it onto the radio. To be fair, though, I think we can both agree that the bridge is great. I remember you driving to my house in the middle of the night. I'm the one who makes you laugh when you know you're about to cry. But, yeah, all right. It's all right. We spent a drive to the Mornington Peninsula the other night, which, for those of you who don't know where that is and its relativity to Melbourne, it's about a one and a half hour drive. Uh, Where we ended up, it was just a bit over an hour, although there's traffic. So, this is super interesting. Yeah, no, us. this is this is podcast <laughs> comedy poison. poison. <laughs> um, but yeah, we spent a whole drive listening to all of the covers we're listening to, or we were talking about today, with the clapping and the tapping, and I thought it was good. Well, Sam I... was trying to drive, so he probably didn't think it was that good. <laughs> Let me talk about the film clip as well. Yes. It's look. It's everything you said. It's very cute. It's very clean. Nothing is out of place. Um, but so she's supposed to be quirky, and she's supposed to be. Would you say she's supposed to be ugly? 
kind of ugly, an ugly duckling. What's that? Is it can't hardly wait? No. Yeah, can't yeah, hardly wait. Yeah, it's the can't hardly wait syndrome of like, take the glasses off. Glasses. Pull the hair out of the ponytail and brush it. And... But she doesn't even have a ponytail. They do, they do no, they make no, she doesn't. Unless, the only no, time she might... she does when she's dancing alone in her bedroom. Yeah, alright, in her bedroom. She might have it up a bit. Yeah. But like, that's the only time, and it's not even like it's a, it's just her, what, I'm assuming naturally curly hair. Yeah. So, let me just say that glasses don't make a person ugly. In my mind, glasses makes a person more attractive. Am I winning points with you right now? Yes. For those of you who don't know what I look like, I wear glasses. So, Sam is hedging a lot here. (laughs) You get... get, No, but, like, the camera gets in close, and it's like, even... Like, yeah, she's got curly hair, but there's not a hair out of place. Her skin is flawless. Absolutely flawless. There's not a blemish in sight. She just happens to wear glasses and likes and likes t-shirts. Well, it's the same as Katy Perry's Last Friday Night, the dorky Katy Perry or the but sister. no, but 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 Katy Perry wears a retainer and she's got frizzy hair and she and she might even have some acne in that film clip. They actually make Katy Perry look mm. look frumpy. And isn't it Rebecca Black that's the which is, I'm pretty sure Rebecca Black is like the cool one in that film, yeah. which is hilarious because nobody ever thought Rebecca Black was cool. <laughs> Except Rebecca Black. Except for Rebecca Black and, and our friend mom. Richard. Yes. <laughs> Rip. Richard, I just want to say that I still care a lot about you and I'm not dragging you via our podcast. I'm not saying anything on this that I wouldn't say to him privately. Uh, I don't know. I love, I love him as well. I'd say that to him privately. Would you say it publicly? I just did. <laughs> anyway, this isn't a Richard podcast. So, no, I, I I don't know. It just, it didn't... Last week, it was... Again, it took me a little while, but when it hit me, um, Heaven is a Place on Earth hit me. It was yeah, great. Yeah, I had a great time with it. Cool. But you know what I had an even worse time with than You Belong With Me? <laughs> By Taylor Swift. I'm going to go ahead and guess the cover that we're talking about. I today. had a worse time with "You Belong with Me," covered by "For All Those Sleeping." Let's discuss this cover, shall we? Well, I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast, so yeah. We've been, I mean, it feels like we've been skirting the issue for nearly an hour. That's because <laughs> I could talk for years about my girl, Taylor. So, for all those sleeping... Is that a challenge? No, it is not. Okay. For all those sleeping was, being the oper- operative word here, was a metalcore band formed in St. Cloud, Minnesota in 2007 oh, and they disbanded seven years later i love that disbanded is the word you use when you stop being a band yeah you disbanded we, we dissed this band oh we, we just we stopped banding we, we dissed this band with our friend ed no that's not the point i was making I make your point i'm sorry Anyway, I think it's great. So they disbanded seven years later on October 9th, 2014, which coincidentally, October 9th is our anniversary. So ah, yes it is. They were obviously lacking in something that we found in one another and they decided to throw in the towel, so yep. to speak. And they 
you know, it's cold in Minnesota, so I'm sure that they're cold. Yeah. Yeah. Fargo, deep cut. Yep. Yeah. Um... They, they are signed, or no, they were signed by one Fearless Records. Yes. So, Bob Fearless liked what he Yes. Had. So much like Taylor Swift and her leg up from her dad and Big Machine in the early years, these guys had a bit of a leg up from Fearless putting them on the compilation. But I believe they also did a Christmas song, so they will be coming back at some point. They will. We This is not the last that we will be hearing of for all those sleeping, but honestly, we could forgive you for not remembering that we've talked about them next time because we don't really know anything about them. It's... Uh, oh, this was kind of a hard listen. I don't know what the deal was. The marriage between Metalcore... Metalcore everything except pop punk lyrics pop punk vocals yeah it's like what what it's not this isn't nuts and gum together at last this is (laughs) this is literally eating cheese and washing it down with a chalk milkshake this is just who who listened to this and thought this is aesthetically pleasing to my ears who honestly, it's because they got together in high school, so they obviously probably listened to some pop punk. They obviously liked some newfound glory. Oh, you obviously did more research on them than I did because I didn't realize they got together in high school. There was a woman that just ran past our window. Is the apocalypse starting? Perhaps? No. Okay. Um, I mean, it is if she's running directly past our window because we're on the first floor. But... We're on the second floor. Is the ground floor, first floor, second floor? We're on the second floor. We're upstairs. We're upstairs. <laughs> anyway, so they obviously went to high school together. They obviously... Did they actually do that or are you just making that up? I believe from the Wikipedia page that they went they to high school. They allegedly went to high school together. You could say allegedly, but I'm, <laughs> I'm about 99% certain that they went to high school together. So they listened to Newfound Glory, but then they probably did what I did, which was say well, I want to start listening to some heavier stuff. But then obviously the guy who does the whiny, whiny singing was like, but I still like Newfound Glory. So you have this mix of just heavy music with just the worst vocals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if if you're from this band listening to this. I'm sorry if you like this band listening to this. It just, it doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. I I listened to their next most, because this is their most played song on Spotify. Oh, see, I didn't even listen to the next bit. I, so I, good I listened you. to the next song and it's much of the same, but they use, I don't know if EDM is the right word. They use kind of like techno-y. Uh, so sort of... Sort of like Enter Shikari, but bad. Kind of. And like, so like other bands have done it. Other bands have done it well. Like Enter Shikari. I mean, I used to like Enter Shikari. Yeah, they're fine. The Browning. The Browning does it with its like heavy metalcore, but with, I guess it's synths or. And, and, but they don't, they don't ever think, hey, we should have a really, really whiny, clean vocalist. It's just the guy gutturally growling. But then they also sound like they could be playing at Ibiza or Ibiza. Abitha. Abitha. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it doesn't work for me as a song. Um, 
it also doesn't really work for me lyrically because they change up the lyrics to make it, you know, now it's a guy chasing after a girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But with this kind of music, it makes it really aggressive and really kind of almost sinister. Well, even just as basic as in one of the, one if not the only, like the really heavy bit, where it's all just like, like, The breakdown. Thank you. Like, they change You Belong With Me to You You Belong belong To me, Me. And not in that sort of, not in, it's not cute, it's really... Like, you change one word and it becomes really... And that combined with the voice, like, I can't do growling. I'm not going to... I mean, I'm not going to growl. It'll wake up our our boy. Yes, our son is fast asleep in his little cat bed. Yes. Um, Yeah, it, it just comes across as gross. I can't remember what they changed the lyrics to, but it's... Um, well, it's things like... He wears jerseys, I wear t-shirts. So it's obviously, like, it's, it's, he's now a jock. Yeah. It's, yeah, you belong to me. That's gross. There's a point where, oh, yeah, it's the, it's, there's a bit where she's like, where Taylor Swift is like, what you doing with a girl like that? Now it's, what you doing with a dick like that? <laughs> it's just, it's overly, it's almost like overcompensatingly macho, like. Well, it just sort of exemplifies that friend zone mentality that we were talking about before. Yeah. Like that really dangerous mentality of, I am being nice to this woman, therefore she owes me something. And it's just, um, yeah, I, I'm, I've, I almost just wait for the person, to, for the one of the singers to be like, fuck you, you bitch, why won't you date me? Just that thing of like, and you see, if you go through the subreddit, nice guys... Oh, and yeah. it's just, it's a guy goes, like, just randomly messages a girl, hey, beautiful. And it's the first thing he ever says to her. She says something along the lines of, I have a boyfriend. And it's just like, fuck you, you're ugly anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I could I could talk about that kind of stuff forever. Because like, it just sends me down this sad shame spiral, I guess. <laughs> it's, that, it's just that, um... Oh, I had a train of thought and then I lost it. It derailed. Uh, what was I going to say? It's that sense of entitlement. It's that, like, well, to I'm... them, this is probably no more than, like, a passing, like, oh, that'd be funny if we changed it to this because it's a bit spookier and a bit more in line with our tough, hardcore, like, mentality. But it just, yeah, it reeks of that entitlement. And it's... Yucky. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's, um, I don't like it either. It's, and, and honestly, like, I like it less than the original. It's, and that's saying something like, it's closer to what I listen to, but not really. Well, it's just, again, it's just one of many bands from around that era that did the whole, oh, this will be funny. We'll cover a really well-known pop song and it'll start relatively familiar to the listener but then it'll just be you're on the phone with you like and it just it was of a time that this kind of music and it gets worse with deathcore it kind of it there was a lot of it felt like there was almost a lot of hatred towards women yeah jessica hopper right um a music writer she has a really good um, article or piece 
that was in Punk Planet, I think. Uh, it's called Emo, Where the Boys Aren't. And she basically, yeah, she calls out that really male-centred, um, yeah, that very, again, that entitled sort of mentality that just sort of permeated emo and, like, hardcore sort of scenes around that time. I, I, so, like, one of the ones that I remember, and it was a film clip for the deathcore band Carnifex, and I, I could be wrong, because I'm going back into my memory banks, but basically the film clip was just a dude torturing a woman in a chair. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, even, like, didn't, was it Bring Me the Horizon or someone that had an album cover of a woman? She was holding guts. Yeah, like. Not necessarily her guts, but she was holding guts. But, yeah, just, I don't know. And, yeah, it just... Uh, I'm not doing Jessica Hopper any justice right now, and the book is literally sitting a room away from me on my bedside table, but if I get up, I'll make some creaking noises, and I prefer not to. But, yeah, just that so much, like, imagery of, like, women, but sort of... They're not given names they're not given backstories they're just that bitch who fucked me over and she deserves to suffer as a result and just yeah like obviously the like for instance in that whole friend zone mentality like yeah i grew up idolizing all of these bands that talked about people like me as like you broke my heart, you deserve to die, or you deserve to face the consequences. So it's a little surprise that you sort of internalise that and start to view relationships as this transactional thing of, like, but you need to be loyal to me and blow it. Like, it's awful. I'm just going to say that if you're someone who is like, I'm nice, why, why do all the nice guys finish last? If you have to tell yourself and tell other people that you're nice... Chances are you're probably not. Yeah. Because you know who who honestly doesn't say that they're nice? Real nice people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... So, to me, yeah, this is just sort of... Again, similar to you, this is the thing where I could just talk about it, but it's just going to make me mad, is that whole... Let's get mad. <laughs> and make it just a real bummer of a podcast. No. I... No, let's not. But, yeah, just... Well, even, like, in the last couple of years, like, I won't mention specific band names or anything, but just grappling with the ideas of, and, like, the mentalities that some of my idols had growing up, and me thinking it was okay to refer to romantic partners or specifically to women as these sort of, yeah, like out of context just sort of beings that are solely responsible for a guy's mistakes and actions and just that complete lack of accountability and yeah just really like there's yeah the scene in air quotes again was just rife with just yeah these really fucked mentalities surrounding women and how women should be treated and how responsible men are for what they say and do when they are suffering in the name of love. And it's, yeah, it's gross. It kind of is. We done with, uh, 
with for all those sleeping. I think so. Maybe I, maybe their Christmas song is much nicer. I swear to God, if it's just a jung, chugga 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 jung, like I, it probably will be. I. Yeah. It was the it was that was the music of the time. It was it was the style at the time. It was the style of the time. It was it was just yeah, lots of just yeah, chuggy 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 guitars mm. breakdowns and yeah. just dudes yeah yelling. Like growling, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to gatekeep this kind of music. I have my styles that I like, my my genres that I'm passionate about, and it's different. It that's all it is. It's different from this. Yeah. But at the same time, I can appreciate other other, you know, other genres of music, other styles of music, and I don't appreciate this no. for its sound for. Like you said, it could could have been a joke. Maybe it wasn't. But keeping on that theme, we've got some more covers that we've discovered throughout the week. It was kind of a, a tricky task almost because if you just type in "You Belong with Me" cover, the thumbnail, the thumbnails throughout all of YouTube is pretty much just white girls with either an acoustic guitar or a ukulele. <laughs> Yes. And I did get really excited because I thought we'd found the final boss of White Girls with a Ukulele, which is one Zoe Deschanel from the always hilarious New Girl. Yes. Playing with Ben Schwartz, the actor from Parks and Recreation playing Jean Ralphio. The worst. Yeah, that's the guy. But it's a song called You Belong To Me. It's a lovely song, it's actually, but it's not this one. It's not this song, but... And that's the rare instance in which You Belong To Me is cute. Yes. And not at all menacing. No. I think it also works because it's a male and a female doing a cover of this song. So that works. Yeah. But, needless to say, that's not one of them. However, we discovered a couple of bands. We did. A couple of people who performed this song perhaps before they were famous. Yes. And someone who was already famous doing a parody of this song yes so i feel like we should start off with one of the more mainstream ones so parody i think as soon as you say parody i reckon a lot of our listeners would already have guessed it was our friend alfred matthew yankovic otherwise known as weird al yankovic and he did a cover of it called you're on tmz yeah but As you could probably guess without even listening to the snippet we just provided, it's just a silly sort of take on very, it's very musically clever and talented and close to the original in terms of sound. There's no disputing that he is a good musician. Uh, but parodies, I don't know, there's just something about Weird Al's He's brand a... of parody, it's not funny. No, there's something, I don't want to say immature about it, but it's kind of immature. Yeah. But, but he did have a movie in the 80s called UHF, and that was pretty funny. But but anyway, it's, yeah, I don't know, I, 
I probably would have found it funny if I was a teenager in the 80s. But I think the thing about Weird Al and his style is he parodies songs, but they're never aimed at the person. Like yeah. he's, never, he's never making fun of the person. In fact, it's more that he's making fun of TMZ going, why can't you just leave celebrities alone? Yeah, true. You know, he's making more making fun of the the entertainment. It's like the, the paparazzi and all I'm that trying shit. to remember. Was it Prince where he asked if he could do a parody of a Prince song and Prince said no, but and he respected his wishes and just didn't go there? I can't remember. Possibly. And it sounds like it sounds like something Prince would say. And, yeah. and by all accounts, I, I've heard nothing like besides being an alright dude with Weird Al that uh, you know, yeah. wouldn't surprise me as well if he just went, okay, that's fine. So, look, even though personally I don't really enjoy the cover, I, I like that Weird Al does his stuff with good intentions. I like Weird Al. Yeah, look, I... I'd have a coffee with Weird Al and sure. just shoot the shit. Yeah. I don't know what we talk about. We could talk about, like, curly hair regimes. Yeah. Um, or regimens, I should say. Not regimes. That sounds a bit sinister. But, yeah, like... The curly heads are taking over. <laughs> um, yeah, like, he has a really long mane of curls. It's great. But, yeah, he seems nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he exists. I'm glad he's doing Me what he's too. doing. Me too. It's not my cup of tea, but it's someone's, someone's and good on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's about all we need to say about Weird Al. We've, I think we've, it's reviewed enough that we can't get copyright striked. Yeah. Playing his song. And look, Weird Al, if you're listening, like hit us up. We'll go yeah, for coffee. Yeah, next time next you're time. in Australia. Or when we happen to be wherever you are. Or... We just probably won't talk about your music because we don't really listen to no, it. No, that's all right. Yeah. What do we got next? So, next up on the more popular end of the spectrum, we have... Yeah, let's work our way down to the unpopular. I, I, yeah, we'll just end on a low note, I reckon. Just Actually, I think the one that we'll end on is kind of a high note, but that's yeah. all right. So, we have Zayn Malik, previously of One Direction fame. Um, cool note, his name autocorrects to Zany if I try and type it in my phone, which <laughs> that I, is zany. I find that very endearing. So, yeah, our mate Zany does I, just a very classic sort of budding pop star-esque. Like, this is the kind of video I could imagine Justin Bieber... When he was sitting in his room with, with his acoustic yeah, guitar. Yeah, like when he got discovered. Like, this is, it's just Zane with what, like an iPad or something? Just yeah. playing the song and then just singing. The, instrument, the instrumental yeah. of it. And he's, and, and he's like, oh God, change the lyrics around because it's really girly. Yeah. So I'm changing it more to be like a boy. So somehow I had retconned this one in my head where he had like. He hadn't gender swapped, and I was like, yeah, like, that's so good. Like, keep the genders as they are, because truly, who gives a shit? It doesn't make you any less... Of a man. Or of who you, like, whatever you identify as. It doesn't affect you by just keeping it as it is. But no, no. listening back to it, he, yeah, it's a bit girly, and so... He wears Ray-Bans, and Zane wears glasses... I don't know how to tell you this, Zane, but glasses are also Ray-Bans. And it was like, he wears... Why couldn't it be aviators and I wear spectacles? And then, 
oh, I can't even remember the type of pants, but he's like, he wears, what, jeans or something, and I wear chinos. It's like, so like, he wears glasses, I wear glasses, he wears pants, and I, I wear, wear pants. pants. <laughs> like, wow. So, In fact, aren't chinos more of an upper class? Chinos are, yeah, chinos are the, my dad is a lawyer of pants. So like, yeah, you're not really giving yourself a good... So it's saying you're not superficial. You're not shallow enough to date me. <laughs> so Fuck you, you bitch. How much money will it take? So it's just... I guess if it's the nice guy, but... So... Look, I remember when our friend Richard, who I adore and am not dragging, unlike someone... Am I, am I secretly becoming, like, is he becoming my enemy, my villain? <laughs> my Newman? <laughs> So, so unintentionally <laughs> well i hope not because i am quite fond of him and i would like to stay friends with him me too um yeah when richard first showed me this a good few years ago i thought it was cute obviously i completely forgot that he gender swaps which is annoying but yeah all up it's it's bland it's the kind of thing where had i been what, 12, and in love with One Direction, and I'd stumbled across it, I would have been like, oh my god, it's so cute, but it's it's just a cover. He, he does... It is. It's fine. He's just... He he's, does a good job. He bends his notes way too much. Does that, like... like yeah. He's just, like, it's he's just singing. Yeah. Over, and, like, you know, it's a song. That happens. Yeah. They tend, they tend to go hand in hand. Look. And, look, I... It like might, nuts and gum. Together at last. Together at last. And then I guess it might have been somewhat foreshadowing because then Zany collaborated with our girl Taylor in 2017 on I Don't Want to Live Forever off the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. So, song is great, movie is shit. You know, they're both into kink. Wasn't that, wasn't that what the movie is kind of about? Oh, like, yeah. Really, really It's doesn't... basically just I Have Sex. The yeah. Book. <laughs> like... <laughs> It doesn't represent that form of whatever at all. No. So, again, we could do a whole podcast on why E.L. James and Fifty Shades is not great, but that's irrelevant. So, yeah, look, Zane, you get an A for effort. Your cover is fine. Your work since then has been much better. I love that you... Are the first one who left One Direction. Yeah, that was a baller move. That was really good. Because like, I, I think at the time it was sort of getting to that point where people were like, eh, isn't it time for Harry to go off and do his... Yeah. To, for him to be the Justin Timberlake of One Direction? And Zane was like, I'm out, I'm doing some music. He dropped the mic figuratively yeah. and literally... Good, good, like that, I, I think that was that was a really clever move. Like, yeah. Get out first. Then came out with that song. I forget what it was called, but it was really good. And you did a song with Taylor Swift that you liked. Yes. Because I remember you listening to it in the bathroom a lot. (laughs) That's my... um... (laughs) While while you're brushing your teeth at night. That's my thing is whenever there's a new song out that I love, it basically just gets played on repeat while I have a shower and brush my teeth. And so, of course... that. I remember Hotline Bling was one of them that got played... (laughs) A lot. Oh, now I feel ashamed. That's all right. I'll find a song that I like and I'll play it over and over again so that you can shame me. Uh, well, what about... Yeah, anyway. 
So what? What was it? I was going to say "View to a Kill" by Duran Duran. Yeah, but that's a classic. Debatable. It is hey, a good song. Hey, hey, that movie is also a classic. Yes, but this is also not a Bond cast. Yet. Bond cast. Yes. So those are our mainstream covers. Now we'll go on to some other notable covers. Notable. In- also, are you going to get to? I don't know if you have it down. Selena Gomez oh, did it yeah, in yeah. about 2010. So these were, and again, she was in the film clip, the Bad Blood film clip. Yes. So, you know, people covering this song and then becoming famous, it looks like. It, it's all Taylor. Except, like, they all have Taylor to thank. Except for the next two bands that we're going to cover. Yeah, they don't have Taylor to thank, but... So, so first off, there was one that well, Sam found both of these because he's better at researching than I am. So, hey, hey guy, don't be down on yourself. Aw, so I hate my ex. <laughs> Which is possibly the best band name I've ever heard. I mean, it sums up the whole scene and movement, and but it's also pretty much. It's also funny. It's also funny. So apparently, their Facebook profile is very I've, humorous, and I haven't. Well, no, the Facebook profile is basically empty, except their biography. Yes, which is great. I hate my ex coalesced, great word, from the <laughs> remains of the post-hardcore scene in November 2008 on a mission to take over your iPod. Oh my god! After releasing their three-song demo, that's three, in March 2009 <laughs> to much local acclaim, the band set out to record their first full-length effort later that summer. I love they don't even call it an album, they just call it an effort. An effort, <laughs> yes. Their full-length struggle. <laughs> On October 6th, 2009, I Hate My Ex debuted All Things That Are Good, which is available (laughs) now on iTunes and Amazon.com. I Hate My Ex is currently working on a new record due out in 2010. (laughs) And hopefully we'll see you in your town soon and we'll hang out and eat pizza. It actually has hang out dot 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 and eat pizza. Is there like a question mark at the end or no. just a, oh my God. Their influences. I, I, it's basically, I think we're going to talk about all of these bands. Yeah. All Time Low, Forever the Sickest Kids, Mayday Parade, Ataris, We the Kings, fucking Rufio. Hell yeah. We will be talking about them at some point. Yep. Four Years Strong and North Star. Sick. I, I'd like to get a pizza with these guys. What? Uh, we should get in touch. We should message them. Be like, hey. Come on the pod. Do you still hate your ex or have you guys made up? Yeah, I, I am civil with my ex. That's nuts. That, what a what a bio. Coalesced. Coalesced. What do we think about the song? Um, because they, again, gender bend the lyrics to work as them. Oh, uh, yeah. To work as... Again, not a fan of that... I can't really remember the song otherwise. It's, it's, more, it's more in line with a... It's a pop punk song. Yeah. I, it, the funny thing about these guys is they were, what did they, what did it say from like 2008 to, and then like the album was coming out in 2010. These are the people that, that are desperately trying to keep pop punk alive. Oh yeah. But like, they didn't really, they weren't in there at the time. 
to be fair, like pop punk has gone well past what we grew up with, if that makes sense. Like there's still a very healthy scene out there that we're not aware of. Like there's yeah. your Neck Deep and Joyce Manor and all these other modern baseball, like all these bands that I know bits and pieces, but it's just that classic thing of one day they changed what it is and it'll happen to you. Like it's yeah, it a, seems it, strange and scary to us. It's a sore point. Like I feel very much out of touch with the scene. But yeah, anyway. I, like, I moved on. I didn't. Which is why we're doing this podcast. But anyway, it's it's just sort of like a standard a standard like, pop punk song. It's fun. It's it, it is. It's fun. Yeah. It's it gets the job done. It's it kind of it makes put a smile puts a smile on my face when the gang vocals come in. Yes, that's you right. You belong with me. Oh. And I just, I, it makes me smile thinking about a group of guys screaming, you belong with me in a, in a microphone. I literally am just sitting here with the dumbest grin on my face because I'd forgotten the gang vocals and God, I love a good gang vocal. Gang vocals. Gang They're vocals. So there you good. go. I, I find it funny that in this one, it's not so much painting the picture of a jock. The, he wears, it's he wears polos. And I wear t-shirts, but in the yeah. picture, in their picture on the on the YouTube video for this song, they're all wearing fucking polos, <laughs> just different color. They're all wearing different colored polos. They look like the Wiggles, but like boat captain Wiggles. That's terrible. And it, 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 but so like he wears polos, I wear t-shirts, but he's also the the team captain. So maybe he's like the team captain of a yacht club or a rowing club. And I don't know about you, but I think rowing clubs, that's like a more of a private school thing. Like I, our public school that I went to didn't have a, a, a rowing club. Yeah. I don't know how that's relevant to the... I don't know. I'm just changing the the, yeah, no, the, fair. the, the narrative, I guess. Yeah. It's like... I do like that they changed cheer captain to teen captain. Because, yeah, it's just a very non-specific, like... Like, he's, he's, even if you've gone, like, he's a heartthrob, or, like, just something. Yeah. But, yeah, teen captain, like, that's not even, like, prom king. Like, he could have said prom king, or, like, yeah. insert. It's just, just t-shirts. Like, come on. It's it's another it's another form of a shirt. Like, we all, at some point, that person is also going to wear a t-shirt. Yeah. And, yeah. Even if it's a v-neck, it's still a shirt. It's still a t-shirt. <laughs> Don't, like, even, I know they're terrible, but. You know, don't feel bad on yourself for being a V-neck. You're still a shirt, okay? Being a V-neck. You're still a T-shirt, all right? Uh, but no, uh, I Hate My Ex is fun. I kind of think the next one is funner, though. Yeah. In saying that, though, if any of you ex I Hate My Ex band members are out there listening to this, please get in touch. I would That'd love to share some Zah with you and just you'd have shoot to You'd have shit. to come to Australia are you still, again, do you still hate your ex? Yeah, that's all we want to know, really. Like, how did it turn out? Yeah. Like. What was her, what was, I'm assuming it's a her. What was, what was their response when they found out that you basically named your band after them? Yeah, that's a dick move. Anyway. So, our last cover for today, considering we've been talking for quite a long time. Yeah. So, this band 
was around about the same time, I think. Yeah. The Summer Highlight. So the summer highlight, the thing I love the most about this cover is the fact that their YouTube video for it, I think it was uploaded by someone else, which they were like, oh, I haven't seen this online, so I thought I'd put it on, which to me, like, that is so cool, because they obviously had enough clout in their local scene that someone was missing having that song available to listen to, so they uploaded it, and that's brilliant. But I also love the picture that accompanies the um, the video. It's just that classic, like, I immediately thought of, like, simple plans, no pads, no helmets, just balls, where it's just, let's count, one, two, three, four, there's five, five. dudes all with the exact same, like, swooshy bangs, which I had as well, so I am 100% on board. They've ordered a pizza, they've been drinking, even though there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cups between five of them in various states of being tipped over or held aloft. They're wearing suits. One of them has a sleeve. It wouldn't surprise me if they were, like, a Christian... Pop punk band yeah. as well. So it's not they're not drinking beer, they're drinking soda. Yeah. And one one of those cups is crushed because of all the, the sexual frustration that one of them is feeling because because oh no. they can't they can't get it out because of because of their relationship with Jesus. And is that I'm trying to figure out I'm just passing my phone over because that's how we do research. Is that like a s- old Nez or something on top of a pizza box? Yeah, it's an NES. And, and and he's got there's one of the controllers is wrapped around one of the guys and he's also playing it. <laughs> so like they've basically just thrown together this impromptu like video or sorry photo shoot where it's like rage a party, but it's literally they ordered one pizza, they got a bottle of something to split between them with two spare cups, so maybe two other people were there and they left because it was so shit. There's a few balloons, even though why would you put balloons up for a party? That's those, just were the your... two, those were the two girls that they know. That's what, yeah, I didn't want to say that. And they that walked in, it... they were there for a couple of minutes and went, oh shit, I, uh, I, left my, uh, I left my washing machine out in the yard, I gotta go. Yeah, Bye. oh no, oh, I think my phone's ringing, sorry. Like... I think my grandma's in the washing machine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so like... She was taking a bath in there. So to me, this is just, it's basically the off-brand version of No Pads, No Helmets, the Simple Plan album cover, but it just looks really depressing, like... Looks like a good party, you know? <sighs> Old school video games, pizza, but like, Zar and Da and The Lord, probably. But one pizza between five possibly seven people, that's so upsetting. <laughs> like, no I wonder like to they... eat just one piece. No wonder the other two left. Like, there was no fucking pizza left. They'd already drunk their one bottle of, like, sarsaparilla or whatever the hell they got. Like. I was civil with you, girl. I will not have you dissing sarsaparilla. So, yeah. Anyway, if you're in for This is the kind of party 
this is the exact kind of party that they have on the ca- the cartoon regular show. It's yes. it's the exact because it's a it's a children's cartoon written by adults, kind of with adult humor, but they still can't say yeah, they're getting pissed. They're drinking soda yeah. and they have soda parties, <laughs> soda and pizza parties. That's the kind of party that they have. Guys, they're having a, no. they're having a regular show party. Yeah. In which case, that's great, but also it's just very funny. And then, like, other pictures of them are just your classic, like, one guy who looks like he might be a bit older than the rest of them, and, like, matching bangs, and, yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny. It's... Uh, anyway, the song itself, I like it. So do I. It's, it's again, it's fun. I can't remember. Is there like a little bit of like a, not edm but like an Owl City-esque sort of vibe to it? I can't remember. I don't know what Owl City is. Fireflies. You would not believe your own. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I don't love that bit, but in the same breath, I would say that 15-year-old me probably would have thought it was great. But what is it that they do that we appreciate? They keep the genders. They do. And you know what? They... They're still the same people. Yeah, it it's, hasn't it affected hasn't, their clout. It hasn't. It, it affected some of the comments in the YouTube comment section on the video. Like there yeah. was there was negativity. There was also positivity. Yeah, but and there was also positive responses to the negative responses. Someone was like, "Oh, you know, it sounds you know the fact that that you know you haven't changed it. It sounds like you're gay, man." And someone else was just like. And what if they are? Yeah. What if they are? What does it matter if they are? Yeah. So, yeah, props to the summer highlight for staying true to the original, not giving two shits if it would make them appear overly effeminate or... But it doesn't. It it honestly doesn't make them appear overly... But even if it did, like, who fucking cares? That's the whole point, is, like, who cares? In fact, it makes you look more comfortable in your sexuality. Yeah, but... No, I'm just saying, like, the fact that you don't care, the fact that you're not afraid to be... to, to sing it in the point of view of a girl. Yeah. So, yeah, that was yeah by default this wins as my favorite cover because it keeps the pronouns as they were like that's it's a winner in my book and and yeah that plus the no pads no helmets just <sighs> so good we should hook up the summer highlight with i hate my ex and they can have a pizza party with oh one one. yeah i forgot that uh i hate my ex also doesn't hate pizza yeah and then we'll join we'll just have a big pizza party <laughs> actually have some alcohol not just <laughs> i mean we don't have a relationship with god so i i don't know yeah. they just they 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 look like the kind of band that's just really innocent they yeah. look really but like god kind of innocent next week if we make it to episode three which i'm hoping we do i think we will as long as it's not cold and raining on saturday then i won't feel compelled to stay in bed all day and not record fair so. enough um so sorry next week next week is velvet alley by strung out performed by what i've never heard of that you never heard of strung out i've heard of strung out yeah but the song's called velvet alley never heard of it so velvet alley yeah by strung out yep 
and the cover is yeah well it's it's yeah i'm trying to what hang on you keep giving me weird looks <laughs> so so wait velvet alley is the song yes strung out is the band the original band yes and then i'm trying to also make the joke that it's also covered by <laughs> strung out what because it's an acoustic song Ah, oh, okay gotcha yeah so. so next week we're going acoustic that's all from us see you next week <laughs> this has been punk goes pod hey guys hope you enjoyed the episode just a couple of things that i'd like to clarify some points on because i'm a dummy who didn't do my research properly and this is what happens when you don't research properly as you sound like a dickhead and then you have to confirm stuff first thing of two clarifications Taylor Swift's single You Belong With Me was recorded in 2008 and released in 2009. It was the third single off Taylor's second album, Fearless. Taylor, I am so sorry. I can't believe I got just the basic facts wrong about your work. Please forgive me. I love you. Second clarification, Jessica Hopper's article is actually titled Emo Where the Girls Aren't. Obviously, I had the boys part of it on the brain when I originally cited the title and the article originally appeared in Punk Planet number 56 and was written released in July 2003. It's also available in Jessica's book that I was too lazy and or concerned about sound quality to get up off my butt and get from my room and just read from. Anyway the book is called The First Collection of Criticism by a Living Female Rock Critic and was published by Featherproof Books in 2015. I can highly recommend it. It's an incredible book. Uh, Jessica Hopper is basically who I wanted to be when I was a kid. So thank you, Jessica, for calling out the garbage fire that can be the scene at times. Also, I mentioned insider trading at one point. I have no idea what I'm talking about, so just don't even worry about me. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time.